Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. This is episode number 101 and we are recording on the 10th of October 2020. I mean, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Soul moving over to Disney Plus. We'll be talking about the right stuff and James will be giving us lots of science facts. We'll also be talking about a number of other specials and movies that have been revealed during the week and lot more but before we go any further just want to do um, a couple of bits of housekeeping if you haven't already done so make sure you do subscribe on the audio platforms such as amazon spotify itunes etc feel free to leave us a nice five star review if you are watching us on youtube make sure you do hit that subscribe button and if you are at all just listening to us, just go over and subscribe we're going to try to get up to um like around fifty thousand subscribers um, by the end of next month, that'd be kind of quite nice. Um, moving on from there as nice well. Um, number. Yeah, just close to, yeah. I mean, it will never stay at that, but that's the fact. It's the thing of like, we're getting so close to that number of like, let's do it halfway. Um, so, also, I want to say a big shout out to our supporters through Patreon and also YouTube memberships. You can join from as little as $2 a month. You get to ask us questions each week. You get to, um, access to little videos a little earlier. Um, also just get um, to have a bit of communication with us. But also, more importantly than that, you help support the podcast and the YouTube channel with all of your support. So just a big shout out. First off to our patrons, including Mackenzie, which is our brand new um, one. We've also got Darren, Lauren. We've also got Sarah, The Juice, What's on Netflix, and Andrew. While over on YouTube, just a big shout out to Jay, Sarah, and also Joshua. Again, for all of your support, all at the gold membership and above. And so just a quick, nice little shout out as well to some of the silver memberships, including Adam, Chantel, Filton, I Got No Name, Russell, Mike, Eddie, Drew and also Adam, and we've also from the Patreon side as well, just Joshua, Jacob, and yeah, that's it, that's on the silver side. But yeah, thank you very much for all of your support. Let's jump into it. Um, so I think the big one really this week was pay, uh, Soul. You know, they finally they finally blinked, and Soul now has been shifted over to Disney Plus. It'll be arriving on Dis- on Christmas Day. So, 25th of December, I didn't get so I put the video up and I go, what day is it? I think I'm sure I mentioned Christmas Day a few times, but um, it doesn't move. But uh, yes, it's going to be arriving then. So, they, they pulled it from the November slot that they had, because originally it was supposed to come out in June. They pushed it back to November, and now they've just decided that now they've got to leave it and put it over to Disney+. Plus. I think a fantastic thing for Christmas Day. Looks like it might be going up in a little bit of competition with Wonder Woman, maybe that day. Um, with HBO, I don't really. It's like Christmas Day is not really a day to have a competition because everyone's at home. I mean, I don't know. Um, I think that's a really good option for Christmas Day. Um, whether or not I can get everyone to sit around on the afternoon, because um, we usually end up watching whatever uh, Disney movies on on BBC. So yeah, there's no reason why I can't get a family to watch this one. And yeah, just again, but just more bad news for cinemas, but great news for Disney Plus. Yeah, really bad news for cinemas. Um, they're losing both that and basically Wonder Woman as well. And it's it's hard to think of it as a competition. I, honestly, I don't even really think of it as a competition. I, I realize the executives do, Netflix and HBO, uh, and maybe somebody thinks of CBS as it. Hmm. I don't know. But Paramount uh, Plus, remember? Uh, right, it will be. Is it already <laughs> Paramount? I think, that, I think it's becoming Paramount. Yeah, becoming Paramount Plus. Anyway. In any event, um, it's hard to think of it as a competition because, you know, from our side, from the consumer side, you're either already paying for it or you're not. Like, I've got both HBO Max and Disney Plus. So for me, it's like I already paid for them. It's whichever one I watch first doesn't really matter because I'm going to watch both. I mean, obviously, they are hoping that it will drive subscriptions and that they will pluck some more subscriptions up and and, uh, people will want to watch Soul. But those people might also, they, they do a one month subscription and then they do another month subscription to HBO Max and watch Wonder Woman a month later or the other way around. Yeah. And, and it all washes out in the end. It's not the same as competing for theatrical dollars. Uh, and even then, it's hard to think of it as a competition so much anymore, week to week. But theoretically, both dropping on Christmas, honestly, I'm fine with that. They're, they're both, I'm looking forward to both. And... Uh, actually, if if I'm being honest here, Soul wasn't really near the top of my like. I want to go to a theater, even 
prior to COVID, it wasn't really high on that list. So mm. uh, also, for me, this uh, works out just fine. I think that the, the fun thing as well is the fact that Christmas Day arrives on Disney Plus release day anyway, it's this on a Friday, so that's been... But I think Soul, if it hadn't really kind of gained that same momentum that other Pixar movies have done. So I think, I don't think it was going to pull a large amount of people in. I don't think it was going to bring a lot of people into the cinemas. Um, I mean, unfortunately over here in Europe, you know, we're all, um, everything's just going crazy and you no know, restrictions are all coming back in again. So it, Europe is becoming now a no-go zone for sort of that kind of thing. So it makes sense of why they've done this. I'm also going to be getting the Borrow, the, the, the Borrow, Pixar Spark Short, which is going to be arriving on the same day one of the producers of them um, put out. Because it was originally supposed to be coming out the cinema at the same time. I mean, it was a bit like, I remember when they announced it going, yeah, sure, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, you're going you're gonna to release it on the same, it's like, yeah, it ain't coming out there. So we're going to be getting Spark Short on the same day as that one, which is always a good thing as well. Um, I just, It was just the kind of thing of, to me, it's not even just that. It's like, if you were trying to get people to re-sign up for a year in November, because you know, you've got to think of everyone that signed up, and they're going to probably have this every year, that signed up last year, and they're going, are we going to renew? Are you going to renew for this? And like now you might be thinking, well, I'm getting WandaVision, uh, Mandalorian, and Soul between now and Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's where I I'll take out the year package. And that's what they want people to do is... This is that's why they've announced it so early is the fact that they're trying to get people to re-sign back up to you because people are going to start making that decision in the next couple of weeks if they feel like they're getting their money's worth and people start going oh well actually there is a few things I want to watch and we'll carry on um, so I think probably the majority of people will carry on because especially if they've got kids the, the, the value of it's great yeah and it's also worth keeping in mind that the Mandalorian will be wrapping up the week uh, prior to that I think it ends on the 18th uh, so it's an immediate jump. We're done with the Mandalorian. What's next? Oh, Soul is right there. Yeah. You know, uh, so that that works out for them. Uh, honestly, there's not much else to say about it. Uh, it's very hard to judge how this movie would per be perceived without COVID because we would be right in the middle mm -hmm. of the uh, marketing campaign for it. Now it would really be starting to ramp up in in a, in advance of well. Well, because it, it, it would have been out earlier. It would have been out in June. It would probably be coming out for Disney Plus probably yeah. um, very soon anyway. But the th thing is, well, because it's now going on to the streaming platform, it will be eligible for um, Oscars. So expect this one to pick up some Oscar nods uh, when it comes around, whenever they're doing the Oscars next year, because I think they are the, being delayed as well. But they changed the rules this year where they can go to a streaming service. That rule is never going to be rescinded because they're going to be like, well, you can't do it. It's good enough when you, don't, when you haven't got cinemas, but what do you have? Yeah, um, I think that. But I mean, I think everyone is talking about the fact that this is pretty much going to be a shoo-in because there'll be nothing else actually released this year other than maybe Scoob. I think there were actually a couple of animated movies this year, but yeah, not, not many. I mean, it'll go up against Onwards. Um, I mean, that, that was, that was yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, trolls. <laughs> Go up against Trolls World Tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Oscars next year are going to be kind of a giant asterisk next to them uh, in the history books. Like, yep. Uh, so, best picture was. I was going to say, uh, uh, that would be one, but I was going to say, uh, what was Bad Boys for Life or whatever, simply because it's more competition. <laughs> And that's not that bad, actually. I, I did watch that. One, I haven't seen it, to be honest. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I love Bad Boys. Um, yeah, so, that, so it's good to see that happening with Soul. Um, nice to see it and finally announced. It was that kind of thing of, I mean, cinemas just closing down. I mean, right here, um, we've had like Cineworld. They have pretty much shut down and that then affected Regal Cinemas in the US and Canada. Um, our Odeon, they've said that they were just going weekends only. I think AMC in the US are kind of... They're all, just restricting because they've got they don't just need one movie that was i think james once james bond linked then soul's gone and now uh dune went and now wonder woman is kind of iffy um you know it's that kind of thing if they need multiple movies to be able to survive they can't just go on one um whether or not they can last out till i mean you've got to think this is going to be carrying on right through january february march april at least so it's going to be tricky. I mean, it's just kind of this, this week there was a lot of talk about putting the blame onto studios 
rather than the cinemas. And it was a bit like, well, it's chicken and the egg here. You know, it's um, if the cinemas are all starting to close up, studios could look at it and go, well, yeah, well, if you, you're not open, I can't send it out. And like, it's, it's kind of, it is, they, they kind of need one another, but ultimately studios can kind of go, yeah, we ain't, we, it's, that's your problem, not our problem. And cinemas, ultimately, I mean, when you see Hocus Pocus was like the number one movie and it took like a million dollars at the box office for last week, you know, this is not sustainable. Yeah, and honestly, it's not even really chicken and egg. It's it's external factors on both of them. I mean, uh, the companies, the movie companies, had to make a decision, obviously. But at the end of the day, under normal circumstances, none of this would have ever come up at all. A large part of this is poor handling of the virus just in general, coming from yeah, the states here it's kind of, well but, i mean it, we were, there was this kind of this kind of thing as well in all honesty every country is struggling with it at some point every country is trying different things out everywhere there's no one way of dealing with it some countries do seem to be dealing with it better but they might have problems later down the line and you know ultimately you know sitting in cinemas how it's the other big thing of are people willing to go and i think this is where the streaming services pick up but also that thing of how many people are going to start getting out of that habit? You know, I know this whole thing of people wanting to go. And one of my friends of the game club, I know he went off to the, he loves cinema and was all, he went to see Akira the other night at the local picture house before they shut down. And, you know, but those kind of, the, again, those kind of movies generally appealing to single people going, a whole family going to see Soul was just not on the cards. I mean, I'm expecting the Croods movie as well that um, I think, DreamWorks putting that, I suspect that will follow suit and do the same thing. Yeah, the the entire industry is just kind of in trouble right now. Mm. I mean, as well as that, I mean, we've got things like the, it's like Free Guy, they put up the trailer for that one there for, um, where it depends what they do with that one. I mean, they even put out that video with them all kind of even taking the mick out of when it's coming out before the trailer came out of going, it's coming out at Valentine's and it's coming out at Halloween, but not the one you think it's coming out. At. Um, you know, it's coming out for, and you can see that they were having a bit of fun with it. I mean, again, that is a perfect movie that you're looking at and going, that, you know, are they just going to end up needing them for January, February, March for the street for Disney plus, you know, you've got the Orient, um, was it the death on the Nile as well? That was mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out in some interesting thing. The, the first movie did come up on TV the other day. So I have actually, I did record it. Um, Cause I wanted, I thought, well, I, ironically, I, I live in a place where Agatha Christie was born. So this is, you know, we, this is Agatha Christie country here. Um, so I thought, well, okay, I'll watch that one. And on a quick note as well, I did actually also, I rented Underwater this week, um, which is the 20th century movie with Kirsten, um, well, I was just going to say Dunce, but no, Stuart, isn't it? Um, the Twilight one? Yeah, the Twilight one, yeah. Um, bit of a weird movie, because it's only a PG-13. It's a little bit scary at a few points, but I'm there going, oh, this is, I wonder if this, I wonder if they're going to actually pull the trigger on, on this, because this will really, you know, if they pull this one onto Disney+, Plus, we could really start seeing something a little bit interesting with this one, because it's, it, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that one gets put on there as well. Because at the minute, who knows what's going on? Um, there was supposed to be that Investor's Day this past week that kind of you know we got told that it, that wasn't the date um they've announced the financial quarter there's just been no mention of this investors day you know the guy in charge of star in india he's quit you know we're like okay well are you doing this what are, what's going on now you know where's all this going are we going to find out about star or are you just um you know it's, it's just very strange what's going on right now in terms of plans and I don't think they really want to announce everything because everything's just all up in the air. But moving on from there, we had a few other movies and shows announced. Um, the first off, the official one was High School Musical, the musical, the holiday special is going to be coming to Disney Plus on December the 11th. 45 minute special where they all sing their favorite songs from Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year. Um, talking about their memories of, of Christmas and then we get a sneak peek at season two. And I was a bit like, I sort of read that through and went, going, oh, I, I wanted a proper Christmas special, just a normal episode that was Christmas, not a kind of, let's just do a, a cheap, <laughs> I don't know. My incident was like, oh, I would have just like, because I'm looking forward to the second season. 
I would have just liked a, a Christmas episode, you know, where they were still, it was just set at Christmas on its own. I mean, I actually haven't still have not finished the first season. It's on the list of things to do. And uh, maybe it's something to do before Mandalorian season yeah. two comes out, but yeah, I could have gone either way with this. Um, even without having seen the first season, a, a holiday special is normally pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with them just basically doing a karaoke style uh, Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah sing-along. But I can also see like, it'd be nice if you you did something plotty with an actual story behind it. Uh, I figure this is more along the lines of let's just get something out there. And Mm -hmm. let's also remind people that this is a thing so that when we drop season two later, uh, someday, uh, there's more content for people to, to check out. Well, and also, I do think it, I do think it's a good idea for them to spread out the um, dramas a bit. Kind of one ends, another one t- kicks in. Um, and honestly, it's like with the right stuff. Kind of, it would have been nice maybe that had dropped in September and rolled us through till the Mand- and so then that ended, and then the Mandalorian started rather than having a few weeks where we're getting sort of all of them. But yeah, so the High School Musical series special. Uh, again, keeping with that naming conventions, I'm surprised it didn't go with High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the series, the holiday special. But um, yeah, just nice, nice to see. It. There's also, yeah, they're also going to be releasing the album to this on November the 20th um, with bits and pieces. So yeah, nice just to see them kind of dropping that one in there as well. Moving on from there, we've got a few um, new movies and stuff that have been kind of revealed. L- late last night, The Hollywood Reporter... Uh, stated that Disney are working on a Space Mountain movie and that Joby Harold, sorry, Joby Harold will be working on it. He's previously worked on the King Arthur Legend of the Sword movie and he's also apparently working on the new Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And it's going to be a family adventure. It's supposed to be coming to theaters rather than Disney Plus. Do they all do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, again, very little is known about it, but it's like Space Mountain. Okay, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Um, where they, it could be absolutely anything. Um, Disney are looking to do stuff with their attractions. You know, we've had Pirates of the Caribbean, which was a massive success. Then we've had things like Tower of Terror, The Haunted Mansion, and uh, what was the other one we've had? Um, oh, the Country Bear Jamboree. You know, they've all, they all didn't do very well, but they are having doing a uh, Haunted Mansion redo got the jungle cruise next year this just makes a lot of sense for disney full stop because it kind of utilizes the brand that they've got that's got a connection um even though tomorrowland was technically did have a little cameo in that tomorrowland movie the space mountain was in it if you look really closely but yeah i don't know space mountain is like it's it's so vague there's no characters there's nothing and it. it could be absolutely anything yeah, if they're going to make a movie out of Asteroids, they can certainly make a movie out of Space Mountain. Disney's not making the Asteroids movie, but the, there is uh, an Asteroids movie in development. Um, there is like just a tiny little bit of storytelling in like the waiting line and then uh, as you get off uh, of Space Mountain. So they've got like a teeny tiny framework they can work with. Otherwise, they can do whatever they want with this movie, honestly. Yeah, well, the thing is, well, it's like, I think of like, I mean, you're saying that, I was like, well, I don't think there, there was one, but then also in Paris Space uh, Space Mountain 2 is like a Jules Verne ride it goes upside down it's quite different and the last time I went on I was on Hyperspace Mountain out in Hong Kong and it was all done up with Star Wars <laughs> it was like which was much better <laughs> I mean that's but just what it is Star Wars Space Mountain <laughs> they've done Hi- Hyperspace Mountain in uh, Disneyland as well and I was I was able to do it there I don't know if it how it compares to the yeah. Hong Kong one but it is definitely a superior experience to the regular Space Mountain. And that's already coming. I, I already like Space Mountain to begin yeah. with, but Hyperspace Mountain is definitely better. And honestly, if they announced Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain as a movie, I'd probably be like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so that's, that's going ahead. Um, the Disney side also had a couple of exclusive reveals this week. They had, um, apparently Disney Plus is working on a night at the museum Kamundra. Rise again, rises again animated movie it's going to kind of be like a sequel but also like a, a fresh take on the characters and it will focus on the son nick daly who is trying to take on the role of the night watchman in the museum and also ends up with joan of arc coming in to kind of help 
build his confidence. Um, no word yet on if any of the original actors and stuff will be lending their voices to it. Um, again, this might just be, they are working on a new Night of the Museum movie. But I think, again, at the minute, animated has become a bit of um, like the saviour of the, like, right, get some animated stuff going because that doesn't get affected as much when things get down. And it's obviously a bit cheaper for them to make. But yeah, I thought, like, okay, that's cool. And then a lot of people think, going, but it's not on Disney Plus. Yeah, in the US, on in the, in the rest of the world, the free movies are on Disney Plus. And yeah, but nice to see Disney Plus getting a new animated movie. Depends on what the art style's like, whether it's going to be 3D, 2D, who knows. But nice to see something going on with that one. I need to see those movies. I've actually never seen any of the Night of the, at the Museum movies. Um, I think I've seen the first one. And I think that was about it. They, I see keep seeing them pop. They like back in the early in the year they were popping up on Disney Plus over here, and it was like, yeah, I probably should watch them because yeah, the, the third one like Night at the Smithsonian or something, and they go, oh yeah, I remember driving past that in Washington. <laughs> that was about I mean, I, I basically grew up at the Smithsonian. I used to go to the Air and Space mm-hmm. Museum all the time, and and uh, the National Gallery of Art, and the the American History Museum, and the Natural History Museum, and stuff. So. It, I really should see that one just to you know, like, yeah, is this how I remember it? No, probably not, but that's not yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to love going to my local museum when I was a kid, going and seeing, going and seeing the big giraffe and all, the, all the, um, the dinosaurs and stuff. That was the only bit I really liked. I was, um, it was an elephant at the one in D.C. Uh, or yeah. sorry, actually a woolly mammoth. Ooh. But yeah, it's always fun to see. And then, of course, if you get, you get to the, the fantastic one, the Natural History Museum in London, that is a massive great big whale and the dinosaurs. I, I made a point of going there when I was in London last year, mm-hmm. and that was uh, it was also the middle of the summer and it was really, really hot and there, sweated the entire time. But it is a beautiful museum. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't do air conditioning, we I only know. Get like two, we only get like two weeks of summer, so we don't tend to bother with it. Yeah, well, um, I was there for the two weeks of summer, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on from there as well. And we got a new remake of Under Wraps, which is a Disney Channel original movie. It was actually the first Disney Channel original movie. And the only one that's not on Disney Plus at the minute. So they're going to be making a remake of that one. Filming is supposed to start next month and be wrapped up by December. Um, and it's going to be directed by uh, Zelix Zane. Or Alex Zane, how you want to pronounce it. And who previously directed Inspector Gadget 2 and Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. So you're gonna be honest, it, <laughs> like, yeah, he's he he, he deserves he's he's done his work. He's, he let's give him something a bit more um, to work with. Um, so yeah, it's nice just to see a Disney Plus original movie again. A couple of the different ones being working on, and yeah, just just makes sense uh, for them to kind of lend sort of lend in for that kind of thing. Really, um, I've never seen Under Wraps. Uh, this is a, it's always that weird thing I think for me of like. Disney Channel movies, they were not, there's not something I ever grew up with. It was all, you know, we didn't, the Disney Channel didn't launch here till a little bit later. I think it was about 10 years later, at which point I was like a little bit too uh, much older to not really want to watch them. So I don't have this whole decom connection thing. And uh, so many people are just so excited about anything that comes out from them. I'm actually in the same boat. I, I have very little experience with Disney Channel original movies. Uh, mm. Not sure why, honestly, but I, I never really got into them. I I prefer like what I guess you would consider the pre-Disney Channel movies, which were like the 1970s live-action movies, things like uh, The Cat from Outer Space and That Darn Cat and uh, Big Shaggy Dog, stuff like uh, yeah, along I'm, those I'm, lines. I've just brought up a, a list here now on uh, Wikipedia just to have a look at, and I am like going, okay, not seen that, not seen that, not seen that one. I'm going. I'm just going through and going. Yikes! I really, yeah, and I hadn't seen any of the ones from like the '90s and the '80s, and then I go for the, the some of these other ones going. Yeah, this just. I'm trying to see what comes up here. So that's actually something I've seen. I've seen some of them popping up on Disney Plus. Of they exist, but I don't know if I've actually ever watched them. And I'm going through here now. Oh, High School Musical! I have at least seen that one. So that was 2006. So everything before that I've never seen, and then look going after that. Then, um, yeah, really not, really not doing too good here. Descendants, I've seen that one. Yeah, so I've seen two out of that entire list. So there's like an entire whole part of Disney that I've just got no knowledge of at all. 
Now that I think about it, it's entirely possible that the first Disney Channel movie I ever saw was um, the Second Born Royals. Yeah. Uh, and that was like three weeks ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's, again, we, 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 weren't, we aren't the target audience. So that's, that's the key thing as well to remember. It's not. But yeah, so that's, there's a whole stream of movies there. Of just Again, if you didn't grow up on them, and if they were obviously if they weren't released on video over here when we were kids, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen them. It didn't have Disney Channel because over here you had to have the Sky Movies package to get the Disney Channel. So that was like the most expensive cable platform, and I we've rarely ever and as kids we just rarely ever had it. And I think because of that, because it was tied in with the the movie package, kids generally didn't talk about the Disney Channel because most kids didn't probably have it. So I think had they had the Disney Channel as available to more people, you probably would have been able to see it. But it was really hidden in like a really expensive movie package over here. So I don't know how it goes. I, I mean, yeah. so the Disney Channel here was part of most packages, I think. Mm. Um, but it was the secondary channels that that were very much, uh, uh, you know, you had to make sure to go out of your way to get it. And again, it was all regional too. Like you might be in part of the country where one of your, your providers didn't have Disney, but they had Nickelodeon or Nick at night or something like that. And then you go to another part and they wouldn't have cartoon network, but they have Disney chance. I mean, well, it's the, still kind of ridiculous now, but it's not quite as bad. Well, Sky used to have, then, then they kind of changed over and then put the movies in with the kids package, which made a lot more sense. So you would get all of the channels. So it was a lot easier in the last few years where they moved it away from the movie ones. But obviously now they're all completely shut down. So that's no longer an issue. So it's always that kind of weird thing. And now I put up anything about a Disney channel show and go, yeah, that'll be coming to Disney. Just let them sort out how they're going to release it. But nonetheless, moving on from there, um, we're going out this week that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch has signed on to appear in the third Spider-Man movie. Um, so this sudden, sudden everybody in it is because obviously it just feels like next year is all about or setting up the multiverse. WandaVision and, and Doctor Strange are setting up. It's just the, the news the other week that um, was that Jamie Foxx was going to be returning as Electro, but he wasn't going to be blue. And, 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 you know, it's all just kind of everyone going, okay, what's going, you know, we are they just going to be, jumping in through portals and stuff all over the place between multiverses and it's all going to get very strange and I'm not and I'm going to be honest I'm kind of going into this going I don't like the multiverse I've never liked the concept of the multiverse please don't ruin the MCU with the multiverse um yeah I'm I've never liked that aspect to it it always felt like a bit like no this is a cop-out for the for the comic books to be able to do what do some crazy stuff I don't think it will work so well on the screen yeah, but we already have the Doctor Strange uh, multiverse madness. And I, I have to admit, though, when, when we were looking at Spider-Man Far From Home, so the one that's already out, and they, they were teasing, oh, he's from alternate Earth. He's, yeah. Yeah, and this is Earth 616. I was like, no, please, no. But we, we've already seen alternate mm. realities. Uh, obviously, Avengers had it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has one. Mm. Um, yeah, what like it or not, we've got the multiverses coming yeah. in, and uh, if they are indeed bringing Jamie Foxx in to play Electro, then welcome to the multiverse. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. It's it's a bit of an odd one. I was a bit, and also there's other things as well. Going, why does every Marvel? I know they want to bring more brand name into it. it was like Spider Man's big enough on his own. Like, oh, we need to bring in a, a mentor. It's like, but you know that was Uncle Ben, and I don't know. It's, uh, I, I never understood though how the movies kind of went with Tony Stark. Right? It's like, yeah, you wanted it for the money point of view for the sales, but it, I don't know. that's just my own point. Um, but yeah, interesting to see where they're going with all of this stuff with the multiverse. Um, definitely open to all that. Whether or not that's how we think it is, they might be just kind of going, well, we're kind of going to play on it, but not really go into it too much. But definitely a good thing. So I'm just bringing up here the Disney Plus app so we can have a look at what's trending. Um, because before we jump into the the bump of this week's episode, which is going to be about the right stuff, so any other news that you see this week? I, can't, I think that was the majority of. I, I think that covered it. There was a, there were some small pieces here and there, but mm. that really was that really was the majority yeah. of it. Yeah, the worthwhile just, stuff. Just checking my list, and right, so here we go. So 
what is currently trending on Disney Plus. So we'll start at the back end first. So the right stuff has made the list at number 25. So that's always a good start, uh, which is not too bad considering it's only been on there for um, a day. So it's nice to see that one on the list. Um, then it's Utopia, Tangled, Maleficent, Cars, Hamilton, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Puppy Dog Pals, which by the way, they've just the fourth season is due to um, start airing on the Disney Channel soon. And the fifth season has just been announced. Um, Toy Story, Halloween Town, so people are still checking out that. Coco, Toy Story 4, The Mandalorian, Phileas and Ferb, Frozen, Onward, Jesse, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Frozen 2, Once Upon a Time, so that's now getting into the top five, so people are kind of getting into that whole thing of binge-watching that show. Then it's Moana, Hocus Pocus, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and The Simpsons. So um, nice to see the right stuff kind of being able to get there on day one. Um, I don't know. I can't see that one having enough power to stay in there. I personally think it's the best thing on there, but right now, I, 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 my big thought thing with this one is the minute it's like it says National Geographic, a lot of people almost get, like, get turned off from it. Um, as a, if, you, if you didn't mention it was from them, whether or not more people might check it out. And I think this one... They have been advertising it, but I think it, it needed a bit more of, and that's why I feel like I feel like saying to everyone, look, watch it. <laughs> uh, before we talk about that, yeah. it's kind of interesting because I was looking at my trending tab, uh, which I just loaded right now. So I'm looking at the most current one and it, it's actually quite different than the one that you're looking at. The right stuff is not on my tab. Uh, the order of several of them are different. Mm-hmm. Maleficent's far lower on the list. Um, Coco's higher on the list, stuff like that. Uh, so it's it's interesting. It does it does have a tendency to shift around a bit um, in terms of doing it. Yeah, I'm just looking here on my other profile in the UK one, and yeah, that's fine. There's a difference. Um, yeah, don't know. But sometimes this is it. it does it does shift around a little bit during the days. But um, so let's talk now about the right stuff. So right, you, um, I did put up a video and a written review early in the week because I did get to see the first two episodes. Um, about a week earlier so um i'm now waiting for next week so i want to watch the first episode um what did you think of the right stuff okay so before we begin actually let's uh make sure people know that this is what coming we're actually going to talk about it twice uh first we're going to talk about the two episodes that were released and we'll we'll, uh we will keep that spoiler free of stuff that's going to happen i realize it's historical events they're almost 60 years old at this point but our education system doesn't really cover it very much. And I know if you're not in America, there's even less chance that it's covered at all. So I'm yes, not going to spoil. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil what's going to happen in coming episodes. However, once we're done talking about those two episodes, we're going to do kind of a little comparison between the movies or the movie and the shows. And that will have spoilers for things that have not happened in the show yet. Uh, so if you don't want to know what happened in America in 1961 to 1963, <laughs> uh, you can cut off at the end of this we'll let you know when that's going to happen mm. uh so the show itself uh roger you gave it a five out of five on the yeah, uh, which i don't do very often which be, it's i i can only think of like a handful of shows or movies that have gotten five out of five on the mm. on the site um i'm giving it a four out of five uh the two starter episodes and i think uh being as objective as possible which might not be all that possible honestly but um it really felt like these two episodes lacked a lot of focus uh and uh despite the fact that there's a lot more room for them to to explore these events instead of broadening the focus they really narrowed down and you've got only the three astronauts that they care about alan shepherd john glenn and gordon cooper which is less than the movie was worried about uh and and even with an hour and a half with these three characters primarily, you really don't learn very much about them. Alan Shepard is a womanizer and he likes fast cars. John Glenn is a straight edge Marine who's got a little bit of a, an engineering aptitude. And Gordon Cooper is kind of haunted by his past a little bit, but he's, he's also really arrogant. And that's, that's about it. Yeah, I don't know, like, from my point of... 
again, you have seen the original movie from the 1980s. I have a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and see, because I haven't got that connection with it, I'm learning about this all for the first time. So therefore, I think it changes how I'm looking at it because it's the girl, I've never heard of these people. I've got no idea what's coming up, um, other than the fact that I'm assuming they get to space. That's literally, and I know, well, I've, I've, I've seen some images of, of John Glenn in his outfit, right? Because other than that, so I'm coming into this like completely blank, blank slate. I don't know who these characters, who these people are. I know nothing, and I've got nothing to compare them to. So therefore, I kind of watched it, and it's like, you know, but I, I did think, well, they're not really focusing on the other four characters very much. Well, they obviously aren't that important. And that was ultimately, in my mind, just, you know, they're telling the story of these three guys, focusing on their families and all the rest of it. They are the three bigger actors of the, of them, and so I I didn't I haven't because I've got no, I'm coming in just looking at this completely blank slate. So it might that might be why there's for me I'm not comparing it to anything, right? And I'm I'm trying not to compare them yeah. in this case. I am trying to to view it strictly on its own as, as best yeah. I can. And in that sense, I really wish they had done more with the characters because like every scene with Alan Shepard is basically him womanizing like almost every single scene it's like we get the point tell us something else about him what about him made them select him and what uh, makes him like high potential why do we care about john glenn okay so they mention that people already know his name at that Mm -hmm. point for uh, they don't tell you why but it's uh, because he set a transatlantic speed record uh but you know, show us some of this stuff. And, and that's the other thing is it's a lot of tell, not show. Hmm. Um, you know, why are we doing this? Well, because if, if we don't do it, then the Russians will do it. And if the Russians do it, then it's a threat to freedom. Like, yeah, even by 1960s standards, that's, that's a little <laughs> bit over the top, um, a little dramatic. Uh, but y- you never get a sense that there's this Russian threat and you never get a sense that, like, how are these guys, are they good pilots? Are they bad pilots? The only time we see them piloting is when one guy crashes. Yeah. You know, uh, not one of these pilots, obviously. It's a different one. But, like, show us. Show mm. us about these characters. Don't just have some guy sitting there, well, well, test pilots die a lot. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is, for me, is like they were really spending that time on those three main characters of, of establishing their families and the families becoming just, you know, the wives being important and what's going on there. And, you know, like the whole thing, I think they just kept pushing the idea of Glenn, you know, he is the straight, uh, you know, he is that kind of straight edged. He knows what he's doing. He's good with the press. He's, he's, he's that bit older, but he knows that, you know, he needs to try that a little bit harder. And then Shepard is kind of, he's, he's jealous of him. But he's also like doesn't want to do it. I think that's that kind of weird thing of going. I don't want to be in all the press because then everyone's going to find out who I am and um, what I've been doing. Um, they, like you said, they did play on that quite a lot in terms of his like womanizing and all the rest of it. And but then the whole thing of him just getting cars and all the rest of it is like that difference between the two. And they are very much playing up on the on I think on the the relations. It might play out more as these episodes go on of the relationship between them two as the main focus. The other four astronauts, we saw one have one scene where he killed a killed a uh, bear. That was mm-hmm. pretty much it. Two of the guys, I don't think we even got. Well, they didn't even barely even say their name. Yeah, they were very much as like as like okay. But then, as for my point again of not knowing, you kind of look at it and go well. Are they completely insignificant, or are they just they just not interesting characters? Maybe you know this like there's a reason why they've been pulled aside. I did find the third character, and um, I can't remember his name. Where his whole thing of his he's got issues with his wife and his kids. They they hint at what's been going on that they kind of split up, but they never really said why. It's very 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 vague. They're not, um, and I thought that kind of worked. But I also liked how the like the like Glenn and Shepard are kind of looking after the other guys as well and trying to, you know, Glenn's trying to take on the mentors and trying to make sure they all get through it and all are all right and all are, you know, I thought that was kind of, 
interesting. I thought I, I enjoyed that whole aspect of him trying to go like, look, we, if all of them don't go up, I'm not going up as well. So I'm going to look after them. Yeah. And I, I think the group dynamics are far more interesting. It, it's important to have the context of the families because uh, this is very much about the, the stress on the family as well. Uh, but the group dynamics are very interesting. And that competition between Glenn and, and Shepard and kind of like who's taking the lead and they, they kind of form clicks a little bit too. Uh, it's not quite as noticeable uh, in the first episode, but in the second episode, you can, you kind of start seeing, you know, they walk into that hangar and they're like, there's no way we're staying here. And Shepard just like, Let, let's, let's yeah. go find a hotel. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's go find a hotel. And you can see them kind of forming into groups that way. Yeah, I also, I mean, the things I like, like having all the music, like a load of 50s and 60s music. I mean, I love all that stuff anyway. Helping set the tone, the look of it. I like, I mean, it's such a strange thing. It's just something like, oh, they're smoking. I uh, or, smoking. Or, they're, or, or, or even just two adults lying in bed. And, you sit in the, and I mean, it's like, under normal circumstances, if I was to watch this on any other show, you'd be like, it doesn't make any difference. But then you hear, this is on Disney+. Plus. This is like, um, that's a big thing. Um, recently, there was a show over here called Dez, and it was set in the 80s. It's about a serial killer, um, stars David Tennant. And people, were, there were more complaints that went into the Ofcom about them all smoking than them of boiling heads. You know, the, the thing of um, the smoking aspect of everyone going, well, well they can't smoke. I was like, yeah, but, and then I, I was, when I was thinking of the, the right stuff, and they're going, but in this, in that time period, that would, you know, we don't see it now in that same way. But you know, back then, you know, smoking was just like normal. Everyone was doing it. It was constant. And sometimes in movies and stuff, they kind of don't portray that enough. And you know, that everyone did just have a cigarette pretty much on hand constantly. I mean, I even in the eighties when I was a kid, you know, everywhere you went was like that. And I'd love, and I a little thing like that was like, going, okay, they are set, they, they aren't completely turning it. Because obviously, normally, I think they've got a rule where they're not allowed to have smoking in things now. You know, in any movie or TV show that's set today, you won't see any of them smoking. So things like that was just like, yeah, this is, this is historically correct and how they're doing it. Yeah. And actually, the attention to detail, not just for the smoking, um, was generally pretty good. There were some very small inaccuracies in the in the show, but every single one that I spotted, at least, uh, was something that you could write off. Oh, they did that just to make the story a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, you don't need a selection panel of eight people uh, unnecessarily, especially when you're not going to see six more of them popping up later. You just give it to these two characters so they can select, yeah. and, and that's fine. Things like that. Um, yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing was the guy who crashed in the f-104 wasn't mm. a real person uh he, he never existed right. but you can write it off as well he's kind of representing the danger in what yeah. they're doing because a whole ton of test pilots died way mm. back in the day that was one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet and i suppose that's kind some, of that's i suppose thing. in some ways well doing that it didn't bring it like a family into like having to deal with all the issues of, of like someone being remembered for blowing, you know, yeah, I just, in some ways they saved the family from having to deal with all of that issues and stuff. So I can see why they did that one. But yeah, I think as a whole, like those little, those little touches, um, cause sort of we watched it with my wife and she enjoyed it. And like we said, this could have been on BBC. It could have been on Netflix and you, I still would have watched it cause I still would have been interested in it. And that to me is like, that's almost like the, the ultimate compliment really to Disney plus of going, this could have been on HBO or Netflix. And that's kind of, I think that's so good. And it's like almost that thing of going, people please watch this because don't just write it off because you've in some ways, this is breaking the boundaries of what's on Disney plus, but they've never set this up to begin with that. This stuff is, will be something like this would be on there. And, you know, and that's how many people are going to check it out because they don't know what it is. And does he really need to promote that this is a proper series? I mean, it'll be something that's definitely I'm going to be doing, for, you know, whenever we do our, you know, top series and top things to watch. You know, this one's going to be very high up on that list now. I don't doubt it'll be high on mine as well. And um, it does sound like I'm, I'm being fairly negative on it. Uh, it's just because I'm focusing on the yeah. negative aspects of it at the moment. I'm also giving it a little bit of leeway. We've got six episodes mm. still to go. It's an eight-episode series. Um, 
So it, it's fine for them to just kind of stretch things out a little bit and, and let things breathe. But yeah, I, I wish if they were letting it breathe, we would learn about the other four astronauts just mm. a little bit. Uh, I asked you this before the show. I'm just, yeah. do you know any of their names? I don't know any of their names. I'd, but to be fair, I hadn't heard of any of their names, of all right. seven of them. So I was going in like completely blank. I've got, um, again, space history at school wasn't a huge thing. It was generally just focused on, um, I think, well, I don't think it was even really even part of our school history. It was only really because I went to NASA when I was a kid, when we went to Florida, that I suddenly probably was aware of what all the stuff was because obviously the British, it wasn't really, I mean, we've had, got our own astronauts and stuff and they, you know, Tim Peake uh, and uh, there's another guy as well. You know, we, we have a space thing here, but we don't have the same obsession with it as Americans do. So when we went, you know, whenever we go to Orlando, we always go to the um, Kennedy space center and we, you know, you sit there and you, and that's basically, if I haven't seen it while I'm at the Kennedy space center, I don't know anything about space. You know, and, um, and the even, old special National Geographic—that's pretty much. It's it's not part of our like main core information over here. And to be honest, it's not really part of our core education either, as near as I can tell. Uh, most Americans will know who Neil Armstrong is, maybe who Buzz Aldrin is. Uh, neither of whom are in this because they're not part of the Mercury program. You might know who John Glenn is. You might know who Alan Shepard is. Everything else is. is Who's Gus Grissom? Who's Scott Carpenter? Who's Wally Shira? I, I bet you, other than space buffs, obviously, maybe people who went to space camp or, you know, they just really like space stuff, they're not going to know who these people are. No. So I think, yeah, that's just like, I kind of something of always interested when you go see these rockets and stuff at the Kennedy Space Center when you go there. But again, I think that's in some ways, for like for me, of like, I'm, I'm being told a brand new story of people that I don't know. I don't know about this history part at all. And that's kind of quite nice as well because it feels like I'm filling in some back information of stuff that I don't know about. Kind of reminds me a little bit of The Crown for Netflix of why I've been in, while I was enjoying that. It was like learning more about history that I didn't, I'm kind of learning about history in a good way. And, and then, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, that's how it feels to me. I'm kind of getting that same vibe. Just going, okay, now I'm really enjoying this series. It's going to be something that, you know, I want to watch each week on a Friday night. That's kind of going to probably become just a staple, really, for the next you know, seven weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely for me. And this is also the one, this is the first time um, I dedicated time in the day to go and sit down on the couch and watch it on the TV. Most of the stuff that we talk about, I've watched on my computer because uh, it's just easier this one, uh, this one, and The Mandalorian and WandaVision are going to be the ones this year. I'm just like, uh, and Soul actually now as well. We'll be on the couch watching full focus, 100%. Well, I think for, I do know. Like The Mandalorian was actually, and I'll be probably doing it again this year. That will be the eight o'clock in the morning. At the minute I put the articles up that they're all up, I will be watching it at eight, nine and a half, eight in the morning to make sure I don't get any spoilers and um, I want to enjoy it properly. Cause you know, they're only about half an hour or so long. So you, you're fine. Whereas uh, this one will be one of those things if we watch that after we finish work and we've sat down and had dinner, it'll be like seven o'clock, right, here we go. That'll be the, the new thing for the next uh, few weeks. Um, so yeah, that's a kind of different side because in some ways I don't have that feeling of going, okay, we, I don't want to get spoiled, but also because my, while wife's watching it means we can watch it together and it's, it's just going to become and it's just nice to have something like that on disney plus of just kind of um watching a normal tv series for adults you know a couple be able to sit there and watch it watch tv and you know it's because sometimes you know especially with a lot of the stuff that's been on you know so it, it's aimed at a different audience and this this is just a really strong um mainstream tv show but i can also see how in some ways the Disney Plus audience might not watch this in the same way because, you know, if they're skewing younger, they might not want to watch this. Uh, which is too bad. I loved this yeah. as a kid. Well, not this, but the movie. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I appreciate about it, I, I'm, mm. I, you know, my complaint being, you know, I, I wish they would, would show us a bit more. Uh, I do appreciate that they're not talking down to us. They, mm. they, never, they never come out and go, well, 
a rocket is where you put a person on top <laughs> of the rocket and then you sh- you shoot fire out the bottom. And no, there's none of that. The, it, it's it's adults doing adult things with things that that you have to be really really good at to do. And while it doesn't go into like, all right, we're gonna do a delta v burn and and then we're gonna do a you know a max q change or whatever. It, it's it assumes that you can follow along without having to have, have your hand held along the way. And I, after several months of watching Disney channel type mm. stuff, I'm just like, thank you for treating me like an <laughs> adult this time. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's like, even like down to like the selection process, they're showing you how, it, how what they had to go through and the testing and the rest of it. And then it's just kind of longer. These are the seven we they picked because it's a lot of lines of, we don't need to play up on the drama of who the seven are. We already, we were established that that's going to happen. So they don't spend, they spend enough time on it to set it up, but at the same time, not spend too long. But I'm, again, we're probably going to talk about this more in terms of comparing it to the movie. For me, as from looking at it from a series, they probably got a little bit longer to be able to play with this than you would get in a traditional movie. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that with that additional time, uh, these other four astronauts will come into focus. We've got uh, six episodes left, which means at least one launch per episode. Uh, hopefully in each given episode, we get a chance to see uh, the person who that launch is mm-hmm. and, and get a little bit more of a deep dive. Cause I, I think it, it's, it is a little discouraging to, to be like, Scott Carpenter was not an insignificant person. Wally Shirao was not an insignificant person. They were part of this group. They deserve to have their stories told as well. So comparing it to the, uh, the image, the movie from that was Warner Bros movie from the 1980s, I believe it's on HBO max in the U S. Um, so it's not a Disney movie unless they license it, but um, I've never, I, to be honest, I'd never even heard of it until they announced this TV series. I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, Boris, I know for you it was a big thing. So, how does it compare with the first two episodes? Well, uh, first, I'm actually going to address that one point there. It, I don't think a lot of people do know about the movie, but it has a surprising amount of influence on cinema despite that. Um, Monsters Incorporated, there's that one scene where they start walking out onto yeah. the uh, the stage floor and it's like slow motion and yeah, and all dramatic and stuff. That is straight out of the right stuff movie. That that oh. it was this kind. Of, I think Armageddon did a spoof on it as well. Yeah. It's in the outtakes for Monsters Incorporated where they all like trip in slow motion. Yeah. It's great. That's from uh, the right stuff. And some of the music is just utterly fantastic in the movie. It won the Oscar that year for the soundtrack. So how does it compare? Uh, fortunately, they are actually very very different stories. Um, obviously, the core part parts are the same. You can't change what happened in history the, the first person will be the first person the first person in orbit will be the first person in orbit etc but the movie takes a much more uh both more serious and more tongue-in-cheek approach to it at the same time uh, it's a very strange dichotomy because uh you remember i was talking about the f-104 crash and how they're you know using that to demonstrate how dangerous the job was the movie really hammers that point like yeah this is dangerous. There are tons of people dying doing this. Uh, there's a whole mentality around it. Nobody wants to really acknowledge it, but like everybody knows at least five or six people who have died in the test pilot program. And then on the flip side, you've got this absolute absurdity of what's going on. Like you talked about the, um, the selection process. Mm. They amped the selection process in the movie up to 10. And they're like, we came up with the stupidest test you could possibly think because we don't know what, what you're testing for. So we're just going to do everything. And it's like, the, how did we get into space? How did we do this? These people are, are not stupid. They're obviously not stupid, but it's like they have no idea what they're doing at all yeah. whatsoever. Um, and they've got stuff with like Lyndon Johnson being in it president. Uh, at the time he was vice president. They've got Warner von Braun talking about like, in a very thick German accent that nobody can understand about like the highly technical parts of the thing. And it's like, it's both incredibly dark at times and incredibly funny at others. It's Mm. so weird, but the, the show kind of goes right in the middle. It's serious. It's got some funny bits, you know, they're they're talking about like the ways they were probed and and things like that. But 
the tone is very different. And I think, I think that is actually the way they should do because you don't want to just do the movie again. That, that's the, the complaint we see with you know, the, the Disney live action, yeah. movies, Lion King and so on. It's like, well, you just remade the movie. I, I would have just watched the original instead. So this is very different. Uh, but going back to a point that, that it, why I harped on, we only are following these three guys in the show. Um, we actually follow four of the astronauts in the movie. Uh, Gus Grissom, uh, who was the guy who shot the bear actually. Um, yeah in the show is a primary focus of the movie. And then we have this whole other character who's not even in the show at all, not an astronaut, but Chuck Yeager, first guy who broke the sound barrier. Um, and I don't think he's necessary to the story, but he adds a very, or his, the, the story they tell with him is very important and it's not included in the show. And that is again, the, the risk and the dangers and just the mentality of what it is to be a test pilot. Like he shows it and the, the show right now is missing that aspect, but we got six other episodes to see yeah. what's going to happen. Sorry. I keep cutting you off there. Yeah. Have, have you read the book? Have you, I have uh, read the book too. Um, the book is heavy. And I mean that both in the literal and meta metaphorical sense, the, the book is thick. It, it's it's yeah. a thick book, but it gets dark. It gets really dark. He spends like an entire page just describing like an animal skull on a fence and like, okay yeah because that was the other thing of what i was looking at was whether or not um is it because he they're going they've gone off the book rather than and so therefore they've got a little bit more to go with and maybe the movie took liberties with the book to kind of make it into a movie and you know that's sometimes the thing as well if they're going off the original source rather than um the movie kind of thing because i wondered I, if that was the issue i think not actually i think that they're using the movie as a source actually. And then they're using the actual historical documents. Um, Cause the other thing is as good as the movie is uh, it takes significant liberties with the storytelling. Whereas, as I mentioned earlier, the storytelling in the show is generally pretty accurate. And the only places it's not, you can kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, you had to do that for, for the sake of, of our sanity. They fudge a couple details here and there, but the broad strokes are right. The movie actually missed quite a few. <laughs> few broad strokes to be honest but it, it mostly did it for comedic effect yeah i think i think i think that's the difference again because you're going to be coming into this whole series with that comparison with the book with the, with the movie and i think that's going to play into i think like each week of our two opinions are going to be very much on that different line of like of where this comes into and it's kind of from my point of view i'm looking at going, okay that's it makes sense because if you take a two-hour movie and extend it to some, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> the the TV series is going to be well, at least six hours. So therefore, yeah, it's, it's, essentially, if they yeah. keep if they keep up with the forty five minute episodes, and we're looking at about six hours. And honestly, it was also important for me to see these first two episodes and get mm. okay. The tone of this is very different, and that, and that helps me to separate mm. them from the movie. I can go, all right, the movie is ha ha funny and serious, and this is more of a chronicle of events. This is more closer to a historical document. Obviously, you, you know, you should go to the primary sources uh, if you want to find out what actually happened. But this looks like this is much closer to the way things happened. Yeah, I mean, I think like looking at it, I think they did actually make a very good thing with doing the double episode drop because I think that in some ways helped because you kind of moved on to that second episode and then go in okay, now I'm invested because I put an hour and a half into this. You know, it's essentially, we've just watched a movie. You know, you've watched an hour and a half of it. You're At that point, I'm now invested in the rest of the series by having them both. They, I think that was actually, a, it was a smart way. I mean, we've not seen that with Disney Plus so much, but I thought that was a good way of kind of getting people, you, know, you can get that hook in. Whereas maybe had they dropped the one episode, will they come back? You know, that's the thing. And also it gets us to the, the actual rockets faster because mm. that doesn't happen in these. Other than that flash forward right at the beginning where mm. they go to the uh, May 5th launch, which is the first American into space. Um, they, we haven't had anything. We haven't even seen the capsule. We haven't seen the rocket. We've seen one airplane, uh, not counting some commercial flights. And yeah, if, if you were here like me to, to watch rockets, launching uh we haven't gotten there yet so no. 
uh, the preview for episode three did suggest that we will get at least the first flight. And the first flight is, is pretty short, so they could probably include the entire thing in the episode and still get plenty of room uh, to tell their story. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it like the first two episodes were really just about... Um, it was just the origin and that information about these characters. They really kind of honed that in, got them in there. We got to the final six or final seven, and it kind of they just they were able to really stretch out that that information a bit, and maybe not skip on so much stuff. That, you know, probably keep it tight, but at the same time, give them all a bit a bit of room to grow. You know, and like I said some of the some of the things that they put over. They put over multiple times, multiple to get it into your head of what this character is like. Like you say, you know, the Alan Shepard thing of him being a womanizer and being a test pilot that doesn't like, but at the same time, very similar to John Glenn and the fact of kind of past his prime, but desperate to kind of be in it. You know, they, he's they, the same they, age that I, he, he was the same age that I am right now. He well, that's you know, yeah. But then it's like in this in this fifties, you know, we all died as you know, you, you didn't make it to sixty. You know, it was you know, it was a very you know, life expectancy was a lot less. I don't think it was that much less, unless you were a test pilot. If you're a test pilot, your yeah. life expectancy was like twenty. So yeah, I think it's I think um I think it's more about the fact that them just being that older and again we're at that same age as them where it's like you can kind of understand that thing of going you know you got all these whippersnappers coming in underneath and you're going no i'm still kind of you know i'm still good enough to kind of do all this stuff and i kind of like that aspect to it so back in um just here life expectancy in 19 what year was it was it 1950 well, it, the, the selection process was in 1959. The launches happened between 61 and 63. Right. So, yeah. So, in, um, for men in the US in 1969, the average age expectancy was 66. That's got to be heavily skewed by, uh, by birth rates. Well, everything in the 50s and the 60s was in the 60s. And it didn't... Uh, whereas, like compared to now, we're or up to the nineteen ninety eight was in the seventy three, so it's just every year it's just been increasing since then. But but um, back in the sixties, you know, yeah, you got, you got into your sixties and that was considered old. Um, so being in so coming up to forty, you were slap bang like you, you know. I mean, is that or, or my parents always used to laugh at the fact of you know in the in the like the the fifth the sixties so, you know if you weren't weren't married with kids by to like twenty one you were you were past it you know you were, <laughs> was everything and so in some ways we like forget that now you know you forget that how how life was you know you know they left school at fifth fourteen fifteen everything was speeded up because you know life expectancy was a lot less so whereas we now we look at a forty yeah it's fine but thirty eight back then was much much older true and. Uh... Yeah, I'd definitely be a failure by 1965. No family, no kids. And <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd bring dishonor to my parents. Uh, dishonor to you and your cow. <laughs> is that in the live action? Have, well, no, no Mushu's not in it, so we couldn't do that. Could I just keep seeing the meme coming up, and I've got, I, I don't even remember it from the movie. It was like, you bring dishonor to your cow. <laughs> no, it's a great line. Mushu was fantastic. I still haven't seen the live action, so I can't comment on it, but the lack of Mushu is saddening. Anyway. The right yeah. stuff. Um, the movie and the show are ultimately different enough that I consider them basically different products. And that, that's good for me moving forward. As I said, um, I can really treat the show as its own entity. It's not trying to mimic the movies. There are a couple of very subtle callbacks into it where it's like, ah, uh, you're referencing the movie there. But it, not that many of them, which is good. That's good. I mean, I think I mean, it's, it's actually nice to hear from, from like your point of view that like, it's, it's big enough a difference and you aren't comparing it because, again, we've had so many reboots and remakes that doesn't necessarily automatically mean it's going to be shot for shot. And I think this is showing um, definitely that it is going to be a little bit more different. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm really looking forward to this. This is definitely a highlight of stuff that I've seen on Disney+. Plus. Um, nice just to have a drama just nice to have these are the kind of things that you know because I literally said to my this is a show I was saying to my dad yesterday like oh you should watch it but you're younger Disney Plus and it's like 
wouldn't necessarily um I might even just put it on there so you can watch it kind of thing. Um, because this is a show he'd like and I think he'd like The Mandalorian and stuff but the, yeah the rest of it he's just not they he wouldn't want to watch but this is a show like they would watch and yeah. that's you know and I think that's the same thing as like trying to get you know trying to get your parents to watch it and you know if just it's just really nice to have something gro- I would say grown up on Disney Plus yeah or just just mature just yeah. <laughs> uh, well the thing is like I always think like, mature always ends up becoming like everyone expecting them like American horror story or something it's like no it's just not being told to you like you're, you're nine <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah no, well, the, it yeah. doesn't talk down to you and yeah. there's a lot of very interesting things uh, that will be coming there's a lot of drama on its way in this series uh, we've got six episodes left which means one lo- one episode per launch, and uh, if you're if you're good at math, you realize that 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 math mm. doesn't add up quite right. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Um, so things to look forward to. Yeah, so looking forward to them. So we'll obviously be going through them each week because that's definitely gonna be something we'll be watching. Um, next week we've got two other new series. We got a new series, Meet the Chimps, and also Clouds. Um, so um, look for reviews for them will be going up um probably monday for on the channel and on the website for me and i'll be talking about them next week when i can um but yeah so moving on from there again just a big thank you to everyone for joining us um either on youtube or on the audio platforms remember as well that you can hit that subscribe button on any of them you can also join our patreon or youtube membership to help support the podcast and the youtube channel and on that note guys thank you very much for joining us we shall see you guys soon Later.